<laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Into You Wellness Podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, bringing you your weekly conversation around Ayurveda, yoga, and intuitive wisdom. Well, I certainly hope you are enjoying this week so far. Thank you for joining me. Today, I am going to look at menopause, perimenopause, and how as women, we can really look at this time of transition and to look at this time of transition and really help us to encourage creating a healthy body that we can have for the remainder of our life. So the menopausal transition is an excellent time to focus on prevention, uh, prevention of problems that may not necessarily be directed or associated with menopause, but can certainly show up and intensify at the stage of life. For most of us, when we hit this point in our life, we notice that there are things that we no longer can do or that are no longer possible for us. And it can be those things where just cutting back on those carbs, the bread and the desserts for one week, just doesn't pull it off that we can get into that little black dress or things like we can't stay up all night and not feel those effects the next day. Really, this is about us continuing to really support and nurture ourselves from that place of physical, emotional, and the spiritual place and to really allow ourselves and our bodies to be able to stay up vital and healthy. So this is a really good time to really make some proactive lifestyle improvements. Now, before we get into some of these things that we can do for ourselves, to remember that we are all very unique and what one woman experiences during this transition of life can be really different from someone else. This can all depend on a multitude of factors, such as hereditary, um, our expectations can also be a cultural background, our self-esteem, and to our lifestyle and diet. So there's lots of factors that really can come into play here. As far as how we can treat symptoms that we may be experiencing, there's so many ways that you can go to look for some help and support here, whether it's whether it's into the medical system, the Western medical system and using bioidentical hormones, uh, which really match those that are produced in the human female body. You can also look at acupuncture, homeopathy, naturopath, Ayurveda. So there's, there are many different ways that we can go to for help and support. The, the good thing here is that the Western medical knowledge concerning hormone metabolism, bone density, and heart health, um, and also combining that with the complementary modalities of the East, where we have meditation, acupuncture, they really do give us this wide range, this wide range that we can have this optimal, unique, and individualized care. During menopause, during this transition, Many of the menopausal problems are really due in part to a chronic depletion of a woman's metabolic resources, and that is during those perimenopausal years. The ease of this transition into this stage really depends on 
the strength of our adrenals, also the state of our general nutrition as well. So this is where we come into some issues is that many women approach menopause in a state of emotional and nutritional depletion. And this will really affect the optimal adrenal function. And under these conditions, you may require hormonal, nutritional, emotional, or other support in order to get balanced, restored. So let's look at some signs. Let's, since we're talking about the adrenal glands, let's look at what are some of the signs that your adrenals may be needing some attention. You awake feeling groggy. You may have difficulty dragging yourself out of bed. You can't get going in your day without that first cup or two of, you know, strong caffeinated coffee. You rely on those sugary snacks and caffeine to get you through the day. So when you have that midday sort of little crash, you need that sugar or that caffeine to get you going. Uh, and, and then also at night, even though you're exhausted, you find that you have difficulty falling asleep. And it's just that the worries of the day keep replaying in your mind. And you may wonder what's happened to your interest into sex. And if you find that some of these symptoms are showing up for you, you may be running on empty as far as the adrenal glands. You can think of the adrenal glands as sort of your body's primary shock absorbers. They are these two little thumb-sized glands that sit on top of the kidneys and are designed to produce hormones that allow you to respond to the conditions of your daily life in a healthy and flexible way. Something that really affects the adrenal glands is stress. And if the intensity and the frequency of the stresses in your life from either inside yourself or from things going on outside of yourself, if they become too great and then over a period of time, your adrenal glands really start to become exhausted. And then eventually your body will start producing different symptoms in an attempt to get you to pay attention. I've talked about this before, how, especially within Ayurveda and when we're more in tune to our body and to the rhythm of nature, our body is talking to us. It's wanting us to pay attention and it will show up as different symptoms or signs or just like, wake up, look at me. I, I'm, you know, I need your attention. And this, this will show up. Most of us know what the common stressors in life that can really lead to adrenal dysfunction, but let's just go through a couple of them. So first of all, there's that unresolved emotional stress. You can think of this as worry, anger, guilt, anxiety, fear, depression, a lack of pleasurable experiences, excessive exercise. You, anything in excess will actually drain those adrenals. Obviously, exposure to toxins, whether industrial or environmental. If you have chronic or severe allergies, Obvious if our diet has been really poor, uh, surgery can be something, a lot of late nights or insufficient sleep, trauma and injury, chronic illness, chronic pain, and also a lack of sunlight. So I wanted to turn this 
over to how can we show up and maybe take a little bit better care of ourselves. So first of all, obviously looking at those stressors in our life and how can we how can we use our tools in order to help us deal with those stresses or let them go or release them, but how to deal with the stresses in our life. One of the things is that you can really start to stop yourself and start to observe the emotional states that you come in. And when we look at the emotional states and give them and give them some time that they deserve, I'm not saying that you have to stay within them and stay with them for a long time, especially those, I don't want to give labels, but those more negative emotions, when you just push them down, it just manifests into something bigger. So just giving ourselves some time to feel that anger, feel that worry, but then come into this from a place of love and maybe in, into that place of being solution-based and not becoming into that place of victim. Ways that you can do this is name what is bothering you. You may even want to write it down or say it out loud to yourself or even uh, to a friend. Focusing on your heart area, just the simple act of putting your hand onto your heart and just breathing. There's neuroscience around this that explains that this connection to the breath and this connection to the heart and then this connection to our body, it's this beautiful thing that gets us back into the grounded space. Obviously, we can shift our attention to happy and funny or an uplifting event or person. So going back to those things that we're grateful for, uh, that we appreciate in our life, and just spending a few moments there, imagining us being with that sensation. As we go through these things, we notice how changing our thoughts will change your perception, and this will change how you feel. All right, so what's some other things that we can do is make a list of those most important activities and commitments, and then let those other things go. Allow yourself to recharge your batteries so that we don't become into this place of depletion. And you can even ask yourself, Questions like, is this activity actually going to nurture and nourish myself or is it going to deplete me? And if it's going to deplete you, then don't do it, right? Or ask for help or support for this, all right? Another one is making sure that you get enough sleep. Sleep is so important as it helps us to detoxify, but it also helps to restore the adrenal balance. And this is and sleep is more effective for this than any other modality. And you may find that as you go through this period of transition that you require more sleep. So one of the best things, and this is something I've talked about in Ayurveda before, is really getting to bed by 10 p.m. And setting yourself up so that you can get a good sleep and, you know, get off those electronics, get off the screens at least 30 minutes prior to bed just so you can wind down and start the body in that process of getting itself ready for to go to sleep and to rest. Some other things you can do is really allow yourself to accept nurturing and affection. And we can do these things by spending a minute or two and just going into the 
memory bank of when you really feel of a time when you really felt loved. You can do this every night. You can imagine your heart just filling up with this love and just going back into that sense of appreciation and gratitude. You can concentrate on activities and people that are fun and make you laugh. This is really going to help stimulate a healthy immune system. Making your activities pleasurable, looking at those other self-care practices, um, daily self-massage, also getting massages as well. Uh, this is going to help just bring in this relaxation. It actually decreases the cortisol and increases the serotonin, which is that good feel hormone. Also dopamine, that neurotransmitter, that increases the energy level. So there's lots of really good research around massage. And, and this is something that you can do for yourself. You can do some abhyanga, doing that self-massage, nice warm oil, and just spending some time with that. And then also looking at how you can support yourself nutritionally, eating a whole food diet, avoiding sugar and processed foods, also avoiding caffeine and that junk food, and just really coming back to those basics of simple home cooked meals. Uh, or if you're going out, just remember eating foods that are fresh and nurturing and pleasing to you, making sure that you're getting enough protein. And this is the fact, if you are a person that has done detoxes and cleanses, one thing that you can do is make sure that you're doing a cleanse that is also nurturing, which Ayurvedic cleanses can be very nurturing as well. So you would want to go more than more to something like that than going into a detox or cleanse that is going to take you further in depletion because that is going to take you to a place where it's going to be harder to rebuild. Also, we can support ourselves nutritionally by checking in with our vitamin and mineral intake, making sure we're getting enough vitamin C. Vitamin C is very supporting to the adrenal glands. Also, vitamin B or vitamin B complex can be a, a really good supplement as well. Magnesium is very crucial to the regulation of more than 325 enzymes in the body. So that's making sure that you're getting those optimum levels of magnesium. Zinc is another one that's really useful. There's also some herbal support that you can look at and you can look to homeopathy, you can go to a naturopath, but some really good herbal support. One that's really helpful to the adrenal glands is Siberian ginseng. And Siberian ginseng is really a nice, support for women in particular. It's a softer. Also, Siberian ginseng is an adaptogen, which can be really helpful there as it will adapt to what the body needs. It is the cooler ginseng. However, for yourself, if you find it too stimulating, try to take this in the morning before 3 p.m. so that you can get the rest that you need. Also, licorice root is another great herbal support, and you can drink uh, licorice tea. So always check with your doctor, making sure that these are safe for you to take, especially if you're taking any medication, you always want to check in with your physician or your healthcare provider. And then you may need to consider hormonal support here as well. And this is again, something that would take a deeper discussion in with your healthcare provider. Now to get into this last piece, I'd like to go into exercise. 
So as we go into this transition of life, it is important to know that we may not be able to exercise like we did in our 20s or 30s, or even early 40s, depending on when you went through or when you started perimenopause. So for exercise, again, we want to continue in this place of nourishing ourselves and nurturing ourselves instead of taking us to a state of depletion. So for exercise, you're going to look to more of a light to moderate exercise, which is going to be really helpful. Again, I'd like to say, if you feel into this place of depletion, then you're doing too much. And if you're really pushing yourself beyond your limits, you got to remember that this is going to further weaken your adrenals. So remember to slow down, look to those things that are going to support you more and nurture you at this time instead of taking you into that state of depletion. And finally, remember, get outside, get that vitamin D, get into that sunlight. That natural sunlight is also really helpful for restoring adrenal function. Just remember to not overdo it. Really getting anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes on your body, possibly in the morning or later in the afternoon and really avoiding that when the sun is at its peak, that between that 10 and 2 kind of period or 11 and 2, that's when you should be having your lunch, right? Uh, having that good sized meal at that lunchtime hour, but getting that appropriate uh, sunlight. And if you need to make sure that you are protecting your skin and that you're not burning so that you do not increase your risk of skin cancer. But it's a really good way to boost those levels of vitamin D. And if you're taking vitamin D, is that taking the vitamin D and then getting outside into the sunshine can really help to boost that vitamin D. So for those of you that are going through this beautiful transition of life, look after yourself, treat yourself with kindness, nurture yourself, nourish yourself, and just don't overdo anything. Allow this to be a time that you can really embrace and allow yourself to go through this, this time of transition, like a butterfly, that metamorphosis of this beautiful reemergence into the next chapter of your life. All right. So if you're looking for exercises that are going to nurture you a little bit more, nourish you a little bit more. I have a great workout library that does just that. Lots of different things where you are still keeping that bone density by lifting lighter weights, uh, but also body weight exercises as well, which is great. And yoga is going to be a great exercise to take in there. And there's gentle programs, There's but then there's also those those sessions where it keeps you moving and getting that cardio up without getting into a heavy sweat. So as we work out, we really want to make sure that we are just breaking that light sweat. And that's going to keep us into that place of more balance and not into that place of depletion. So that's really important. So check out that my workout library. And I have some, I also have some great VIP bonuses that you can use as well as the workout library and that's available and you can check that out at my website www.ayurvedicwellnessbynatasha.com. I hope you'll check it out. If you have any questions, reach out to me and uh, I'd be happy to help you out. And with that, I'm going to wish you an amazingly awesome day and go out there and be your unique and 
fabulous self. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great day. 